All right, guys, it's Bryce Kaminsky here with Dave Dubow. And tonight, if you've ever been wondering, you know, how do I get started? Is it even worth getting started? Is it too difficult? Maybe I'll just stay out of real estate. Tonight on the show, we've got Aisha Leon, and she says, get started as early as you can. Aisha, welcome to the call. How are you tonight? Oh, I am very well, Bryce. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's such a uh, a wonderful opportunity to just chat about this this new passion of mine. Yeah, so, and it's a new passion. So, how long? Uh, when did you get started in real estate? Tell well, people that story. Well, to get, uh, I've always been interested in real estate. I've looked at, uh, I've read some of the books, and to to be honest, before I even had the passion for real estate, I was interested in just having my own business and starting and having some kind of an entrepreneurial footprint. Um, so then when things, I started to look into real estate, I read some books, I was listening to podcasts, but it took me sort of a little bit of a, a while to jump in and take that step. Um, mm -hmm. I know we call it analysis paralysis. Um, it was just a lot of, do I know enough to take that step? So once I got started, uh, recently, actually, I really took the first step for, in purchasing an investment property that was mm -hmm. not just my home or house hacking, which is another term that I've become familiar with. Um, that was last year, November. So that's, uh, is that a single family, a duplex? Triplex? Oh, it, it was a duplex. So I, it was a duplex. And what I, what was very empowering about it is this was done with a single, um, single family income. So I was able to, to purchase that. Um, it's a duplex, it's fully rented. Um, yeah. So it's been quite an experience and it's really lit. So a, an enthusiasm for the business. Right. And you, and so you're a brand new landlord. Welcome to being a landlord. How's that going so far? Well, I knock on wood so far, it's been um, pretty, it's been a pretty positive experience. Uh, I really try to be responsive to my tenants. Uh, of course, managing expectations with with time and and what is expected with resources and so on. But I so far it's been a very positive experience. Uh, I've only I inherited one tenant, mm -hmm. and um, even if that w one tenant actually, and it is um, the the rent is currently below market, but it's a pretty solid tenant, very consistent. Uh, and that's one of the things I've learned. It's what are some of the things that you're willing to give up? Uh, what are some of some of the compromises you're willing to make? So for me, uh, it's a pretty consistent tenant. They pay well. They communicate whenever they need something, not overly um, demanding. So it's been a very positive experience on both sides. Yeah, a tenancy can be challenging. Um, when you're... You had mentioned earlier, you were talking about, you were looking, you always had this entrepreneurial kind of endeavor. Before real estate, was there anything you were thinking, oh, I'm going to X, Y, Z? What was it that, you know, you were looking at before real estate, perhaps? Well, I've looked at, uh, A, I looked at um, owning a tutoring franchise. I was actually mm -hmm. pretty close to taking that leap. And um, then I decided mainly 
I had to reassess my goals. What is my objective? And financial and time freedom was very important. So one of the reasons that I decided not to move forward with that particular uh, venture was because it required a certain amount of um, time that yeah. that you were not able to delegate. Um, so with that, I thought it didn't really suit my needs. So being very clear about what it is that I, what my main overall objective was, uh, was helped me sort of decide, okay, this is not quite the venture for me because I do need that time freedom. I do need uh, that financial freedom and that ability to do my work um, anywhere in the mm-hmm. world as traveling is my passion. So, uh, yep. So I looked into owning a tutoring franchise because I do have a long um, history in education and it's also something I'm passionate about. So that, then I looked at, uh, I looked actually doing um, before, <laughs> before uh, the pandemic, we did have uh, this, um, I looked at doing click and collect delivery. So mm-hmm. I I would, a lot of people would do click and collect and they would uh, want, but they still didn't have the time to collect the groceries. So I just, I looked at that business venture and that, that was interesting. But then I moved here to Nova Scotia from Ontario and, um, Yep. So then I I reevaluated whether or not that was something that I wanted to continue doing, and here I am in real estate. And uh, for sure, I'm certain that is uh, something that I want to continue doing and just continuing partnering with others. Yeah, we we had uh, another ex Ontario person who moved from Ontario to Nova Scotia. Um, he him for the escape from Ontario. And on your side, would 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 you be doing real estate if you were still in Ontario? Oh, that's an interesting question. I would. I would because I know that the market is is volatile or um, some may argue there's not as many opportunities, but I think if you evaluate some parts, some some pockets, there are some opportunities, there are some markets. And being strategic with uh, how you how you find the deals. Uh, for example, you can go off market. You can go off PGG. Mm-hmm. And I like to look at there. There's certain pockets, say in Windsor, St. Thomas area. So where you see up and coming emerging economic activity, increase in population, Ontario. I mean, mm-hmm. most parts of Ontario. Yeah, um, a pretty populous and it's always going to draw new immigrants and as our immigration policies change there's always going to be a need for for housing mm-hmm. so uh it doesn't really scare me to look at the ontario market but it does mean that you have to be very strategic about it and there are certain markets that you you have to and certain variables that you have to consider a little closer than perhaps in other markets mm-hmm. So you're into your first deal. You had mentioned house hacking. Is that something you looked into or have done in the past? Yes. So actually, I I did. It wasn't with a purchase property. It was a rental property that I, I rented. And I agreed with the landlord at the time. And that was actually one of the ways that I realized, oh, my goodness, this, this could be done, um, is 
is that I I was renting sort of townhouse, and then I spoke to the to the landlord, and he was completely flexible with me having uh, renting the other part of it, which was the basement, which is which um, it was a basement with a full bathroom and so on. So I did that, and then I also had some international students. So at the end of it, my actual my my rent was fully paid just by having. Uh, renting the basement and having some international students. So that really helped me, particularly when I was very new to Nova Scotia and I had just moved and going through that transition on that settlement uh, process. So having that extra income really, uh, really helped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that you've kind of established yourself and you've moved from uh, Ontario to Nova Scotia, what is the day-to-day, -day, you know, your involvement in the real estate market now? I remember before we were talking, you were speaking at a, a networking event recently. Yeah, so I do a lot of uh, meetups as well. I would say not as many as I wished I could do because I do mm -hmm. have two little ones in hockey. So that, <laughs> but I do, uh, I do meetups. I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts. So when I wake up in the morning and I'm getting ready for work, I have my podcast on or I have my audiobooks uh, that I read uh, to to help me with that process. So I'm always engaging with the learning, and I do enjoy it very much. And more than that, I find there's a lot of once you you uh, you are able to collect that information, there's ways that you can really apply it. So I find in real estate a lot of the learning could be very quickly applied, mm -hmm. which is different for, say, even in my other experiences with learning. So you could really see the application. You could really assess very quickly um, how it's working. Doesn't mean necessarily that it always works the way it's supposed to, but you get a quick, you get quick feedback um, as you go through the process, as you're learning as well. So I really enjoy that part of real estate. And yeah, so I do, I do that, and I um, yep. So as as a mother, how old are the kids now? What the, uh, what I have an eleven year old and a a twelve year old. Okay, so they're kind of taking care of themselves, but they are still eleven and twelve. So how do you find time for the people listening at home that maybe are thinking about you know dipping their toes into real estate, but they're like, oh, I've got life and work and kids and this and hockey you know, hockey in itself is a job. So how do you manage that? How do you balance that so that you can give a little bit of a pro tip to those people that might be in the same situation? Absolutely. Make the time. And I think for me, it's really not being so hard on yourself that you don't have, uh, say, five or six hours in a day to work on it. Uh, for the morning, for instance, I could wake up in the morning. I wake up at five. I'd say, okay, this morning I'm going to identify two properties. And maybe that's all I do. Or I'm going to email my agents um, in some of the markets that I'm working in and just see what's on the market. Look at that. When I come home later, then I enter my Then the numbers. day goes, the whole day goes, and you come back. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're going right? to bed so by now. So then I go yeah. to work. I go to work. And I do all the, the mothering and the work stuff. And then I, I come home, and then I start to enter my, my numbers. Then I look at that. I may start to do my analysis, but sometimes um, by the time you enter your numbers and if you're supposed um, to enter all the variables and, and do all these calculations, you may not actually go through a full analysis for the night. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I start to, 
So really it's finding little pockets of times when I'm at a practice, I will be doing my calculations. It's a, if it's a game with my boys, then I put everything away that, that is mm -hmm. my promise to myself. So I'm very present for the games. I'm looking, I'm cheering, but if uh, it's a practice, then I'm doing my calculations and I'm, I'm looking up occasionally and, I think we have an understanding around that. So, and yeah, I try to- got a practice my... too, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, and I try to include my boys in in what I'm doing as much as, as I can for the age group. Just tell them what, what's happening. Tell them what I'm doing. So, at least just to um, get some interest, engage them a bit. Okay. And yeah. so, um, you mentioned working in multiple markets. Which markets? Why? You know, what What would be, I mean, you don't have to tip off your comp competition, right? They're going to be like, oh, this market, and they're going to start searching it up. But uh, I guess for the people at home, why multiple markets in Nova Scotia? I have a feeling I know what the answer is, but I want to hear why you, or someone on the ground, is working in multiple markets out there. Um, in Nova Scotia? Uh, mm. Well, Nova Scotia is geographically uh, very diverse. And by that, I mean different pockets have... Uh, different population the growth is very different uh the the need for housing is very different so that that's one thing but i'm not just in nova scotia i also look in ontario and i um i look in in the caribbean island which i'm from which is st lucia so i'm looking at these markets as well um i like multiple markets because I, I have an understanding of the Ontario market and the markets that I'm in are markets that I am fully sort of, I, I would say that I'm versed in because I've lived there. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, I'm comfortable with that. For a more experienced, say a very, very experienced investor, they may make investments and never even step foot on the ground. For me, I need to be able to see the property. I need to be able to have a fair understanding of the environment, uh, what what's going on around, uh, what is the neighborhood like, what is the community like, what uh, um, amenities are nearby. So all these things that I would look at one at once and doing my analysis. So for me, the markets that I'm in is markets that I'm familiar with, uh, markets that I've lived. So I have uh, some ground level information that that's probably a little bit more nuanced that can be captured and that cannot be fully captured in numbers, mm -hmm. but it gives you sort of a feel for the community and the neighborhood. Yeah, don't buy on this block. Not a good block. This is a good block. So, you know, people who are starting, you know, you've got the family, you've got your paying for hockey, there's there's finances or what they are today in this economy. How are you financing these deals? How do you plan to get into the next one? Um, you know, it's a big thing for people getting started. They're like, oh, I can't afford a property. So how, partner. how are you, Matt? Yeah, partnering with partner, your plan partner, for that? Partner. Uh, my first uh, duplex, I did get on my own, but for scalability, uh, just to scale the business. And just because I'm, since I've uh, really gotten into real estate, I have a very deep desire to get others in. And I think a lot of the concerns that I've had, a lot of the fears, a lot of what kept me from taking that step, a lot of other people have the same concerns. And I think once we start to really sort of uncover uh, what it is, like it, it's not a big mystery. It is not a secret sauce necessarily. It is 
research. It is some analysis. It does take time. And I think that's why partnership works as well. Aside from the capital investments and, and that the partnership works because mm-hmm. one person, everybody brings something to the table that is beyond. And I am particularly interested in these partnerships as well. Though there are some people who are looking to get into the business, but they don't have the time. And that's where I come in. I can bring in that time. Maybe so if the partnerships could work on so many different levels. And to me, I think that 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 is my biggest attraction to real estate is because it's something that you can do alone, absolutely. But it is far more interesting, far you can scale far better. You can go further. And it's one of those things, it's almost like a social entrepreneurial venture because you're making money, that's important. I am not afraid to say that. Making money is an objective, but then you help others make money. And it's very, there are very few ventures where I feel that I can truly get involved and help others make money while I'm making money. So I, yeah, that, that financing the deals is mm-hmm. partnering. So we talked a little bit where you came from, what you're doing now. What does, you know, what does next year, what does the year after look like? What are your goals? You know, what, what are you trying to to get where you're trying to get in the next couple of years what's your big plan well i i continue to be interested in the smaller multifamily units so i still like triplexes and duplexes fourplexes i look at that and i'm so also looking at some of the bigger units at 20 units or more uh really just scaling the business getting some bringing in some some VAs or some assistants to 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 help with some of the workload and some of um to delegate some of the work uh in mm-hmm. the business. So doing that, um finding some good quality partners to work with. Um for it would be great if it's partners uh for multiple deals where we 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 develop some kind of um an understanding of what each of us want um mm-hmm. from the partnership and then we can continue to work together. Um, for that, in the next, uh, by the end of this year, actually, which I don't have a lot of time, <laughs> time to yeah, think we're about. <laughs> uh, October eighteenth today, is the, right? The date, right. right? Uh, it it's really to to close on my next acquisition and um and to and to move on and to the next because as far as uh, I have a goal for five years that I should be able to to a financial freedom. Right, which means that, and financial freedom for me, which means that I can fully uh, fund and sustain my life and my lifestyle, and that means my kids and all of that, and my mm-hmm. vacations, um, <laughs> with cash flow. So, uh, really, that is that is the ultimate goal. It doesn't mean that necessarily I need to quit my job because, like I said, I do enjoy what I do, but I also think that that is the goal in five years to have that level of financial freedom that I have that option and to help yeah. others have that option. Definitely. So as we get to the, towards the, uh, the end here of the, of the, of the interview, what is one thing if someone was starting out, what's one piece of advice that you would give to them? There is a lot of free information out there. Start with that. You will need a mentor. I think that is that is vital. Vet your mentor, but before you get to that that point, 
there is some free information get some information get because as you're vetting your mentor you need to understand what you're vetting so mm-hmm. having some preliminary information for yourself because it's all out there it's free it's on the internet it's it's in books it's in audiobooks it's in podcasts like this one mm-hmm. <laughs> and others so get some information get started and then connect with individuals who who are currently on the journey of a bit further than you yeah definitely so time flies when you're having fun how can people find you on uh, the social medias if they're trying to find you want to connect with you learn more about your journey how can they find you well i'm on instagram uh vuku investments uh yep so i'm on instagram i can be found on vuku investments but i can also be found on linkedin aisha leon yeah there you go Okay, well, until next time, guys, this is Bryce Kaminsky for Dave DuVo, and we'll see you on the next episode.